0: In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at Metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website Metalforgeradio.com. And now let's get this show on the road. What's going on, Metalheads? Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. This week, holy shit. We have Unholy Altar from Philly. And, oh, the rawness of the black metal is running through my fucking veins this week. Ah, so fucking mad at the world anymore. It just seems like... Ah, yeah. Nah, man, you know how I've been the last couple of weeks. But anyways, fuck yeah. Fucking Unholy Altar, finally. This was like an episode like a month in the making. It's like... I would we would schedule something and then one of us would have to cancel and then it's like fuck when is this ever gonna happen and finally it did uh, like a couple weeks back it was actually a weird one because my friend Jessica uh, from Indianapolis came down and was just like hey motherfucker uh, do you want to go to Nashville and I was like I got an interview at like three o'clock because I mean, she was like fuck it do the interview and we'll go after so we did. And she sat in and listened. Didn't make a peep. I think she giggled a couple of times. You might hear it. I don't know. It's pretty fucking funny. Regardless. Uh, but yeah, so that was a pretty cool deal. Um, uh, I just actually retrofitted the, the the forge here. I got this this brand new desk. It's actual wood desk and not a, a rickety squeaky fucking table that you can hear in every episode. Uh, now you just hear the... Now, maybe you don't even fucking hear the chair or the interstate behind my house or any of that shit, right? Because why the fuck not? Yeah, so Unholy Altar from Philly, uh, black metal at its rawest, and it's it's kicking ass. So we're going to check in with them here in just a minute. We're going to keep my part of this kind of short and sweet this week. Athena is back for her next, her anniversary installment of... Metal Mischief.
2: You know, life is a fucking trip, man, and what can you do but maybe drink on it. So, before I get into everything, I just want to say, uh, you know, here's to you. Killjoy, I miss you every day, brother, and I would do anything to fucking, you know, just put my arms around you one more time and fucking, you know, give you noogies. You hated that. Anyway, here's to you, Killjoy. You will never be forgotten. I promise you that. Misfits and Miscreants. Bangers and Mashers. Deviants and the deviated, the tormented and the fermented, ghouls and goblins, creatures of the night, Jeff, those headphones, crank that volume to max, sparking up and just relax. It's time for your deadly dose. Welcome to the anniversary edition of Metal Mischief. That's right. This is uh, me celebrating one year of doing metal album reviews for the Metal Forge Radio. And I've got to say, it's been a very dark and beautiful long stage trip. I wouldn't change it for the world. So... For so many reasons, the universe brought this all together on my anniversary edition. But um, I have a very special episode today because we're going to go retro. We're going to step back just a year because they are also celebrating one year of a new release, their first release, and a momentous moment for them as far as going on tour and everything else, which we will talk about in just a little while. But let's just say this episode of Metal Mischief is full of just ironic coincidences. So state. Anyway, without further ado, because I've kept you in all this suspense. On today's anniversary lineup for Metal Mischief, South God. Born of Death. So, even though we're gonna do a, an old school review, I, you know, I'm gonna keep you up to date with things. Because they just toured, actually. And it was 14 dates down, like, the East Coast. And uh, interestingly enough, I got to catch them at Metal Monday, which you hear me talk about often here on uh, Metal Mischief because, you know, it's local. Always support local. And it's free metal every fucking Monday. If you are a Metalhead, why are you not there every fucking Monday? I try to be. I try to be. Life does get in the way though sometimes. But anyway, Metal Monday on uh, February 20th, uh, I got to see Self God play. And it's interesting because Brian Omer from the Stonecutters uh, posted about booking Self God. And so when I looked it up, I was astonished to see that it was somebody that was affiliated with somebody very close to me, actually, so that's like the beginning of this story, okay, because life is a long, strange trip, as Jim Morrison said, but I'm more than willing to take it, so, all right, and you're going there with me, come on, come on, you're going there with me, all right, so... Self God is a one-man project from Pittsburgh, also, what the fuck, I'm from Pittsburgh, okay? And then uh, he's ex-Nacrophagia and ex-Atum guitarist Serge Strathstaff. And this is his first full-length album, and Born to Death is a ripper for his first length album, which he does by himself because he's the one-man show, right? Right? But, you know, uh, of course he has help and we will get to that in a minute. But I just want to say that this is like some good blackened death metal with like vibes of like Belphegor and uh, like some nods and shit to more of like that classic death metal era. It's very masterfully constructed and it's like methodical metal, if you know what I mean. So his debut album definitely impresses. So as I mentioned, like, you know, even though he wrote everything, he can't do it all by himself, right? So we're going to have to have him along the way a little bit. Uh, so he had Scott Fuller from Morbid Angel on drums playing with him so if you mix Scott's background with Morbid Angel and Serge's background with Necrophagia you get this like really beautiful like old-school tones old-school sound you know and uh, I love that it has like the heavy nods to like uh, a more distorted time of death metal. I mean, those undertones and the you know the grittiness of it, it was just very appealing about this album. So. You know, if you've been watching My Metal Mischiefs or listening to because I know the video mischiefs are kind of new but if you've been listening on Mark Jackson's Metal Forge podcast over the last year you know I'm a huge fan of death metal especially old school death metal so um, that automatically grabbed my attention for this album because it had that really beautiful like gritty old school sound and um know but then on on top of that though they took and they kind of smeared like this veneer of of black metal ukrainian black metal actually ukrainian black metal and as i mentioned earlier they are actually celebrating one year of born of death and because it was released on february 24th literally the day before my one year anniversary of Metal Mishniv. So, and ironically, also enough, the same, right around that same time that the Russians waged war on the Ukrainians, a very just peaceful country, minding their own fucking business, and then Putin. That motherfucker had to come in and just interrupt everything like a motherfucker that he is. So, and then ironically enough, Serge is a Ukraine Ukrainian. He's from the Ukraine. I'm also Ukrainian, and it's just fucking crazy the way the universe works. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You don't even know the fucking depths of it. Anyway, um. Enough about that. Fuck you, Putin. Fuck you, Russia. It's stupid. There's a war been going on for a year that is just pointless and needless, and it's infuriating. Anyway, it just fuels good metal, though. Because, you know, yeah, ironically enough, Self God's new album came out right at the beginning of the war, too, and him, you know, search coming from the Ukraine. It's just kind of like, what the fuck, right? Anyway, moving on to more pleasant things, which is this album. Um, You know, the the universe aside, it it can only delve out so much, and then we have to take the reins back in. (laughs) So, anyway... Um so they actually just finished a tour. It was 14 days along like the east coast and uh, with a bit like with a bit of coincidence or the universe or fuck um I was able to catch them twice on this tour. I go down there and I get to catch them at Metal Monday and then like literally four days later, I had to go to Brooklyn to film for uh, to film with Trauma and Lloyd Kaufman and I'm sitting there on the shitter. We had just got off, got off the plane and got to our Airbnb. And I'm sitting there on the shitter and I'm like scrolling through face crack, right? And I see that uh, Self God has posted that they are now in Brooklyn and they were rounding off their tour at this place called Kingsland? Kingsland. I think it was Kingsland. And so I'm like, holy shit, and... I realized that they're only two miles. The venue that they're playing at's at, only two miles from my Airbnb. So I was like, "Holy shit!" So I reached out to Surge, and I ended up going down there and fucking like I just couldn't believe it. It was it was just really cool, man. You know, I got to see them twice, and I got to actually see them round off the end of their tour, which is really really cool. And there is a uh, you know a good crowd for it and the energy was good so it was awesome and I'm very fortunate that I got to see them twice on this tour so because I mean only 14 dates you know like that's pretty cool so um but of course like you know Serge can't play all the instruments and shit by himself so he had a touring band with him and you know we got to give them kudos for touring with him and shit, um, because Scott actually wasn't touring with them. Um, he was just like an you know in studio kind of thing apparently, and uh, you know it's probably because he had like you know more morbid things to do or something. I don't know, but um, I gotta say, like overall, it's a very enjoyable album. So you know. We're getting towards the end here, so I know know what you're waiting for. You're waiting for my five shot review, right? Right. But first, I want to talk about working at Better Days Records. I'm constantly looking for bands to bring me awesome music that I can stock in the store so that I can broaden horizons and, you know, blacken teenage souls. No, seriously. Hit me up, man. I need your music. I want your music. Let's fill up the metal section at Better Days Records, okay? So just hit me up. And then uh, I'm there every Saturday too. Well, unless I'm filming in New York and running into self God. <laughs> um. Anyway, hit me up, man. I need your shit. All right. So. Also, also, so I, as I said, this is my one-year review. So. Uh, go to Metal Forge, you can s- go back and see all the different ones from the past year, and you can listen to all the Metal Mischief reviews I've done over the past year. I have covered a plethora of awesome music in the last year. So, if you find it, you know, entertaining to your drums, then, you know, tune in and check out more of my reviews. I mean, like, my fifth, like, video mischief, maybe? I don't know. I'm not really good at this kind of stuff, because I like to drink bourbon when I'm doing this shit. Speaking of... That, Mirror Metal mischiefs. and now it is time for Athena's five shot review. So, if you have been sleeping through class, here are the rules. in the glove box for traveling and one shot. Excellent! I'll probably have a bang over in the morning. So insert shitty drum roll here. I'm going to give Self God's debut album 2022 one shot excellent I have listened to this album so many times I definitely had a bangover in the morning so until we meet again Remember, keep it heavy.
0: Like, for real, I love this. I, I collect CDs and stuff. I'm not a vinyl collector um, for for what it's worth because, like, I don't want to have a bazillion fucking vinyl because it. while it is a good thing and it's cool to listen to occasionally for me, man, like, I've got, like, a 500-disc changer, so it's easier for me to just pop a disc in, write it on the list... And go, and then just sit there and hit the random button and see what comes up. Or if I'm in the mood to listen to something, I've got the the master list to check it out. But like this digipack case is so smooth and sweet looking, you know, like the logo is great. Then it's got like the skull in there with like the purple night sky, and the name of the album was called Born of Death from Self God and you know on the back it's 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 got a black back with actually a purple logo and it's got of course the track listing but then there's like uh, piles of skulls and bones and stuff but what's really cool about it is like a black and purple overall look you know and which i always think is great but like on the inside it does have the lyrics and stuff like that which i think is a great thing when people put lyrics in in there especially you know in extreme music like this because fucking i want to sometimes I, i'm i can't understand I, because i suck sometimes yeah but you know but when it when it's really there it's like at least they're published and yeah so like Total fucking one two shot deal here for me too. Like, yes, absolutely. So, if you ever get the chance to see Self God live, take the fucking chance and go because they do put on a great fucking show. But that's not on the only reason why we're here. The other reason is Unholy Altar. And this is from their demo. This is Death Rattle. Have you ever acknowledged the fact that you're a sinner? Have you ever come to God confessing your guilt? This, you know, is really repentance, and God commanded all men
1: everywhere to repent and to come to the knowledge of the truth. When I take my place before God as a self-confessed sinner, when I cease trying to hide or to cover
0: my guilt, when I acknowledge that I'm just what God says I am,
1: long and undone.
0: right maniacs we're back again this week and this week kicks ass because this is a first for me uh i am being joined by the ladies from pennsylvania uh, philly philly actually in unholy altar ladies how are you doing
3: pretty good
4: we are doing great thank you And,
0: and you know uh by the time this is being recorded we might be talking into the future. I don't know yet. How is Philly going the uh, like in this in February right now?
4: Um, as far
3: as I guess weather it's been really cold. So it hasn't actually been as bad as some other places though. A lot of, a lot of people are getting like really like below 0 like weather and snow. We actually we haven't got really any snow and like if the sun's been out so i guess we could consider ourselves lucky right now we're just waiting for the perfect opportunity for the snowy weather to have a good photo shoot because yeah I we're know. trying to we like come on we need a little bit of snow because we want to do like a cool photo shoot you know
0: right i mean because you all are a black metal all-female three-piece which you don't see a lot of
4: yeah that's true but we do have a member who um is non-binary
3: so technically oh,
0: excuse me
3: all different genders
4: you yes, know different yes, types
3: yes. of people in the band
0: okay so, excuse yeah. me my 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 mistake and and apologies okay.
4: no worries at all no worries at all
0: yeah. um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm non-binary uh, <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and um introduce ourselves
3: um, so, my name is Gabby. I play guitar in the band. Uh, my name's Adrian. I do vocals in the band.
5: And my name's Nat, and I'm the drummer.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, give everybody in Metal Forge Land a rundown of Unholy Altar.
3: So, uh, we started in October uh, two years ago. Started out. We were just... um You know, just, like, we would do, like, some covers here and there and kind of do our own material and stuff, just what just happens. Technically,
4: I think Adrian and I, so, um, Adrian and I started the band, and we were looking for a drummer, and we actually reached out to Nat, and they just happened to have an opening around the time, um, an opportunity to play drums. So we reached out, and we just wanted to create this project. We weren't really sure where it was going to go, We all come from kind of both punk and metal backgrounds, so we were trying to infuse the two at the moment, and we were just trying to get some songs together and play, you know, a few covers here and there. We did,
3: like, a few, like, Bathory covers and stuff like that to begin with, Um, and then we had a few, like, lineup changes and stuff like that, but then after that, we played our first show in June of last year. Uh, we actually played with, uh, Black Knife and Bastard Cross, so that was really cool. And Dishjohn. And Dishjohn, yeah, the local homies. So it was a really fun show, and, uh... Metal punk
5: night, too.
3: Yeah, we did, like, it was, like, a metal punk show, and, like, we're, like, now, like, raw black metal, just, like, kind of, like, nitty-gritty, like, just, uh, we like to consider ourselves kind of, like, uh, the Norwegian style, very early on black metal, Mm but, um... And then we played, after we played that show, we played a couple more shows and we were like, we're feeling this, like, we're just going to continue doing, you know, what we love, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
4: There's been some changes here and there, some lineup changes, some music changes, and things like that, but overall, it's worked out pretty well so far. Absolutely.
0: I
5: I was going to say, I think when we started, like, we were definitely more heavy influenced by punk, like metal punk, but now we're like,
3: just straight up raw, lo fi, black metal, yeah, like, we have, like, all kinds of influences, like Dark Throne, Immortal, stuff like that.
0: Definitely. And,
5: Knight,
0: mm-hmm. and you know, you, you did throw out a couple of mentions there to some friends of the Metal Forge. Uh, Black Knife, uh, Hellwolf is a massive supporter. I know he listens to every episode because he comments <laughs> to me about yeah. <laughs> how much he, wow. he listens on his, you know, on his, like, 50-minute commute to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, super cool, super cool dude and obviously Chevy, uh Chef dude from Bastard Cross and Skullovich. uh totally rad as rad as fuck too. So for
3: sure.
0: So yeah, totally got to get those shout outs out uh, out early.
5: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: So in the scene uh for like raw black metal in in like Philly, is it is it something that is, are you kind of like one in like, you know, a thousand kind of bands up there? Or is there a a pretty decent scene of bands for black metal?
3: Um, With black metal, you know, of course there's in the genre, there's so many different sub genres uh, in the scene. So with black metal, you have like black and thrash, you have War war metal, you have like the kind of metal we play would also be kind of more, uh, you know scandinavian norwegian black metal but um so in the array of black metal i would say there there's a, a decent amount in the scene here uh with with that all that way uh i would say there's maybe maybe five bands out there i don't know maybe I less so. i don't we don't really like a bunch of new bands starting yeah there's I... a lot of bands coming up so the scene is up and coming for sure but um it's kind of like everywhere. Black metal is always kind of like spread out everywhere. I've noticed in every city, there's only like a handful. You know, it's not as popular as playing like death metal. or like a niche or, type of deal, you know? Right. So it's like, you know, there's not as many bands popping up as there is punk or like death metal or something like that. But yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a yeah. decent amount, like we said, up and coming. So, yeah, it's pretty much like that.
0: I, I can totally get behind that. And, and it seems like that is... Is where it is where it's at as well. Like you like to throw Black Knife out there again. You know, in Kentucky, there's not another band that sounds like them, in my opinion. You know, and I know they're more of like a black and thrash, but still, there's it's the scene is. There always is somebody there doing something like black metal related. It seems like,
4: right? Yeah,
0: influence. Which is totally cool, because also, you know, I am a big fan of, like, mixed-bill shows. Like, you can have, like, a metal-punk night kind of thing. And, yeah. And everybody, you know, it's the deal of turning more people on to other genres of metal. Oh, yeah,
4: definitely. I mean, we played some shows where there's some mixed sets of, you know, punk, metal, and there's also been I mean the shit played in Miami there were a few other bands we had like kind
5: Hill of Hill, punk too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah punk, punk there were some punk bands there was a death metal band of a uh,
0: black and thrash band and then us of course yeah yeah, London. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kicks ass you know which is interesting to me because it, if you and this is like with anywhere because Lexington Kentucky scene is different than Louisville scene as much as you know Philadelphia's scene, it seems like it's so much different than, like, Pittsburgh's scene.
3: Right, yeah.
0: You know, in Pittsburgh, there's a whole slew of, like, traditional heavy metal bands, it seems like. And, you know, I'm just, I'm fascinated by all that. Like, just like different cities where different things are popular, but still have enough of a thread where everybody likes something.
4: Yeah. That's definitely, it, it's a lot of variety, which I think is really important um, to show. And like you said, people, different genres of music, you know, they, it's good to feel like we're at a show, we're playing a show and it's not just black metal because after a while, you know, sometimes it gets a little tiring. So it's like you mix it up a little bit and people are really going to enjoy it. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Uh, so you all released the EP demo back in October of 22. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> So it's it's labeled a demo, but like in the in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> I guess what I'm asking is, a lot of black metal doesn't get much more. I, I don't want to say polished because I don't think that's the right word. It doesn't stay. It always stays somewhat kind of raw. Right. Yeah. So, uh, is there a chance of you know like? re-recording this this demo and actually making it a full-on like ep or slash album later on or is this uh just something that is where where it's going to stay
3: so i think with that demo that was just like our our jumping off point like we wanted to put ourselves out there and have everybody hear uh what we like because a lot of people like we were playing shows before we even re- released the demo and a lot of people are like hey like where's your demo at like we want to like buy it like we want to see what you got putting out and stuff so um we kind of made that one kind of quickly i mean we love the demo but it was like very like we just put it out there just to put our names out there i think um we're actually working on a new album like a full uh album um hopefully by the end of the year it will be put out um and that will be like a whole new thing. It's probably going to be recorded a little differently. It's probably it's going to have all new songs on it. Uh style's probably going to stay the same but like um that like I said the first demo loved it but it was like that's like that's what we're starting out with and then it's going to get like more intense from there. Yeah, I mean same recording style sort of. Yeah, we like the lo-fi. We love raw like lo-fi mm-hmm. like we want it to sound like an independent, like released, like nothing. It's not overproduced or anything like that.
0: Definitely. We're going to do it live, you know.
5: Yeah, we're going to
3: do it live. This one was recorded. Like, we recorded everything separately, the drums, the guitar, and everything. And, um, it ta- sounded really cool, but I think our next step is to do a live recording. So everything's kind of just like, just
5: yeah. flowing,
3: you know. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much, I think that's pretty much how we're going to do yeah. it
0: right on yeah i mean for i think for black metal is as live as possible with as as a uh, little overdub as possible i think is is the best way to go personally because it's the rawness that i think the genre really bleeds out from
3: yeah for sure yeah we we wanted to do like raw like we love like early you know like i mentioned we're a big fans of dark throne early dark throne early Immortal, early like yeah, no. Gorg Roth and Venom and stuff like that. All those bands, it's like, when you hear their first like demos and albums and stuff, they're just like you can barely hear anything. It's that so lo-fi choppy. Shit. That lo-fi that shit. shit. That hellhammer shit. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so, like, it's so raw. It's so, like, but there's something so pure about it that it's pure just like, pure and evil. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, we want to sound like, like, people are like, yo, what? the fuck like (laughs) Like, they don't know what hit them you know it's like that's what we love about you know playing the style of music we love is that it's just like and even if it's like not super like maybe something's a little off it's like it kind of makes it work because you don't want it to sound like i don't really like like a lot of newer like super super there is a lot of good new black metal (laughs) bands out there there really is (laughs) but like with the way we record we don't want it to sound like oh this just got put out recently we want it to sound like it's from the 80s or 90s yeah yeah, yeah.
0: you you want to hear the tape on it
3: yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and that brings it up to the next thing because obviously the demo is perfect for you know a seven inch disc you know with the you know <laughs> with less than 15 minutes or right around 15 minutes of playtime you know putting that those four songs out on a seven inch would be amazing now have you thought about now obviously you all did cd prints of this as well
3: uh we did not do cd all we yeah we just did tape and then we did on our band camp you can buy like a digital uh but no tape or no cds yeah yeah not really
4: quite sure whether i mean there might be a crowd that i just haven't noticed too many people buying like cds lately yeah. but like we were more concerned about tapes and then maybe at some point in the future out doing, CDs, doing vinyl their, yeah
3: doing yeah, vinyl.
0: definitely uh i am still a, a, a cd buyer <laughs> but obviously you know uh there's certain things that that sound great on cd there's certain right. things there's certain genres that sound great on You know, vinyl and tape also. Black metal, uh, obviously, to me is such a is such for vinyl and tape because it 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 lends to the quality. I think.
5: Um, Like I uh, I I kind of agree because like with CDs, like one of my favorite um, albums, like uh, I have it on record too, but I I also have it on CD because flipping it over because it's so it, it merges together so well. And it's, like, very atmospheric, like, it's kind of annoying to, to flip it over, and, like, it kills the vibe, so CDs are cool, too. Yeah. And in the future, definitely, like, we'll probably put out CDs, for yeah. sure, records, but our full length has to come out first, I think. For yeah, definitely. definitely. For our demo, but. Yeah. I, we're, I don't know if we're going to re-release that yet. Yeah.
0: Absolutely and, and you know with knowing uh, Hellwolf and and Chevy, you know you've totally got the market cornered with um, with some label entrepreneurs there. <laughs> uh, yeah so that's always a good thing and uh, which I mean it, it's a great it's a great thing these days with you don't have to rely on labels to put anything out. you can do it yourself
5: mm-hmm yeah and
0: that's- as long as you're dealing with the uh you know as long as your fan base is there who gives a shit if capital or whoever you know whatever major player that's out there today is even is even mm-hmm. interested because you you stand a better chance of making it on your own i think
4: yeah i think um whenever our friends and even acquaintances and just people that heard about us from the internet were reaching out so many people were like when are you coming out with a tape like so many people that we we're just kind of like rushed to put it out because we had so many people asking about us like I mean we've almost completely sold out of our tape
3: already it hasn't even been you know yeah we haven't even months. really said that that long ago but yeah for sure and as for like a major label and stuff like that too it's like I mean I think we like like where we're at right now where we just kind of like did things ourselves but then like maybe I don't know it's like we're not we're obviously not in this for the money we're just in it to like go places that's all like we want to do big tours we want to like see a bunch of places and just like play with a bunch of our friends and stuff so that. we're not
4: like opposed to getting signed by labels yeah if up happening
3: if they would get our vision
4: as to how we want to sound
3: exactly
0: definitely uh, so obviously with doing the album and everything um uh, do you you said hopefully by the end of the year it's going to be ready Yeah we're not hopefully by the end of the year by the end of the year
3: we're we're making it a goal to have it by the end of the year we actually we already have one new song put out we got another one in the works we actually have a couple in the works but it's like it's a whole process but it's like we're hoping uh like probably probably maybe around the same time maybe in October we'll maybe have a new release I mean we already have someone that's like wants to record us and everything so uh, you know probably going to be yeah. in october we're hoping yeah. fingers crossed right yeah. you know, sooner hopefully. I, sooner but
5: i
0: think they, that uh, like, should be a goal every year for you all is to release something in october every year <laughs> i'm being a smart ass
3: <laughs> Halloween. that would
5: be sick like you
0: know. <laughs> because what what could be more dependable than a band named Unholy Altar releasing in October? I mean, come on, <laughs>
3: for, terrible, for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, do you all have any anything coming up that you're you want to plug show wise or anything?
3: Uh, yeah, for sure. So we have um, two shows. We kind of like pushed back a couple of our shows only because we've had a lot, a lot of personal things going on, but like so far we have two shows coming up in april uh we have one on april 6th and it's going to be in new jersey um we have one on the 16th and that's actually going to be in philly it's at a a bar called photo club and then we do go on a i call it like a mini tour because it's going to be like a three day tour um may 12th through 16th um and we're going to do pittsburgh uh Richmond and maybe DC and Baltimore. We're kind of planning it out right now, but that's pretty much that's what we have lined up right now.
0: Dang, you know, uh, if you're doing Baltimore, it's kind of kind of the week before you kind of need to be there.
3: Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, let's not plan it around. Well, they're not having Maryland Death Fest this year. They're doing it next year. But I was like, kind of scared that, like, I was like, oh shit. Well, if we plan it play around then, like, no one's gonna come to our show. (laughs) (laughs) Maryland Death Fest is going on. But it's gotcha. like there. What is it? There is there is a fest going on in uh, Baltimore. It's like Hell in the it? Harbor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we have a lot of homies that are actually playing that show. So I'm like, but it's you know good. We're not playing that week, you know. Yeah. So no, we'll go see our show if it's the same week. You right, know, but, yeah, But yeah, earlier on, obviously in the month, I feel like that's a good time unless we get yeah, unless, unless we hop kinda, on that.
5: Yeah,
0: yeah. right. Or uh, the. I'm sure there's going to be a pre-show, you know, that, so Hello. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead.
3: Oh no, that's yeah. We're ready for that. If that comes our way. <laughs> yeah. If that comes our way. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. You know, my, my, uh, idea of this is what's going to happen and, and mark your calendars, call it now. Cause I I'm, I'm calling it is yes. There's not uh MDF this year. And they've already announced like 45 bands for next year already. And I bet what's going to happen is this is going to become a week-long Death Metal Fest. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, actually.
0: Because because I'm seriously thinking that it's going to be like Maryland Death Fest will be either uh, on the weekend before and 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 this Helen Harbor will be the weekend after, or vice versa. Something next year, I bet, is gonna be, it's gonna be like a super super death fest. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that could. There's a lot of people that go to that, so I mean, they would, they probably be making a lot if they do extend it to like a week instead yeah. of like a weekend. You mm-hmm. know, because a lot of people from all over the world come out for that. So,
0: yeah, oh yeah, happened. And could you imagine, like, okay, so you got, like, all the like the Danny Wimmer production stuff, like Louder Than Life, Rockville, you know, those four, uh, Aftershock, those four-day festival shows, you know, that are, you know, Thursday to Sunday, and there isn't a, a show, really, other than, like, what, like, Bloodstock, that's, like, yeah. a, a four-day thing overseas, like that, I know Wacken is, like, three days, but, like, where it's like super heavy bands there's not really anything else other than like i mean there's a ton of like individual fest like two-day things but like the big like four days there's not anything like that which i've always been torn about doing both of those you know like a four day thing because it's it can be exhausting
4: yeah definitely i could see that i mean most of the time for maryland death fest people go and you know, so every day and they try to go to all the shows and everything and, and and you know, not spread out too much, but having to do all that all at the same time and doing that for like a week, I, I could see that being a little tiring, but
0: mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, what's what's also wild too is I know last year there was um there was a lot of uh complaints because they changed the location apparently and it was uh, it was like an all paved lot this uh this past year and it was like super hot at the end of may when they did it it was like close to 100 degrees or something and people were people were like really rough about it i think
3: yeah we actually um gabby and i actually went uh last year and it was it was rough it was very hot i i felt bad all my friends were like super sun burned and red you know i'm like i came out there i'm like i'm like baptizing myself in sun sunscreen yeah, you know yeah. like I, I knew it was gonna be like real we were like crispy at the end of it for sure yeah but, like all outside like i think it was like there was no breeze nowhere to hide you're just like out exposed you couldn't,
4: you couldn't bring drinks in and then they charge you for like
3: the yeah for so water. you're like you're dehydrated you're you're burnt up you're paying 15 for water yeah. it's like <laughs> rough you know wow
0: that, see, that's rough. That almost brings back, like, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, <laughs> flashbacks of, like, Woodstock 99 or some shit. <laughs> uh, $9,000 for a bottle of water.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been to quite a few music fests, just like, you know, festival goers. And, like, I mean, we also would go to Skull Fest, which is more a, of a punk fest that's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. But uh, that's also the same thing. Like, you think, oh, Pittsburgh, it's always cold there. It's always, like, you know, dark and dreary. But, like, during Skullfest, it's hot as shit. Everybody gets burnt up. Like, yeah. Hey, that's another one. By the end of it, you're like, I'm I'm, I'm sick. I want to go. I want to go. Yeah. go home. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. all burnt up, you
0: know. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of my friends, uh, Paul Caravasi, if you know who he is, he's, uh, the, he's the, the guy responsible for Soul Grinder Zine. Uh, and he puts on show, some shows in, like, Allentown and and such, and uh, he was out for Maryland Death Fest last year, and I know he was telling me how rough it actually was, and he wasn't even, like, he wasn't even wearing all black like a lot of the crowd was. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it'll get, you. like, anytime you're outside there, it's just like you're, there's no awnings, there's no, like, trees to hide behind, you're just, like, just exposed yeah yeah so it's it was it was definitely i mean worth it because it was like really sick but it was like oh yeah. man yeah. it was a lot you have to like take another like couple days off after the fest yeah
0: oh, to yeah, yeah. Ugh. and i felt that way after one day at louder than life but that's also because like i'm i made my way into the pit like during metallica oh, wow. oh and and I'm a big dude and I seriously thought I was going to die because it was so hot and so yeah. nasty with the like, because this is a four day festival and the people who are there for like the duration they they camp out down at the rail and shit right yeah so you know they're they're pissing down there too so yeah <laughs> and, yeah and
3: I mean you're also like wearing like the most the least amount of clothes you can you know you're wearing like tink top shorts whatever and you're still it's still like and there's plenty of people going wild and buck wild yeah yeah. but it's like but you're like trying to like wear as limited amount of clothes as possible to try to not be like so hot but it still doesn't work it's just like you might as well be like super goth and bring like an umbrella or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's all miserable no matter which way you look at it (laughs) sure (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here. We're going to ask some general profile questions about you all as people, because that's what we do. We we throw things you know, out there just to see what makes people tick.
3: <laughs> For sure, yeah.
0: If you could have one song on the soundtrack to any movie in history, what would it be?
5: Oh, oh,
3: man. man. <laughs> it. <literally> <laughs> you so, the question? yeah. Maybe, so, like, do you mean, like, uh, what, like,
0: we what could, movie would you have a song in?
3: Oh, 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 man. Well, like, on? I, like, just like a real movie, or like, are we making a okay?
0: no, like, a real movie? <laughs> real
5: movie.
3: So, like, it would it have, have to be like one, one of our songs, like,
4: from yeah. our band?
0: Yeah, okay. one of your songs okay. in in any movie from history, what what would what would you want to have on the soundtrack? You know what what soundtrack would would you want uh Unholy altar to be part of?
5: So
3: it has to be like either a horror or like a psychological yeah. thriller, it cannot be like a comedy or yeah, like yeah. a drama.
5: <laughs> Jen? Yeah, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt No, I'm I'm sorry. I was watching like Tales from the Crypt the other day and like there was like this metal band playing in the background and I'm like, I was sick, like <laughs> What was it? Was it was it Ace Ventura that like was a cannibal corpse? Oh, it cannibal uh, yeah. course? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. anyway <laughs>
3: yeah, they were like one of them was probably like a heavy metal band <laughs> carriers rocking out so maybe not, no. <laughs> yeah. No, um
5: Dang, that's a good question. Definitely a horror movie. Yeah, definitely horror movie. movie. Yeah,
3: It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> that's it.
5: That's I mean, it. <laughs> that's like one of
3: my favorite horror movies, so maybe, because it's bad. pretty brutal. Yeah, we all agree, Texas
5: Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. One or two. Even if <laughs> it's an old okay. movie, it's like from the 70s.
0: Hell yeah. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, TCM would be great, um, <laughs> which I just read an, a news article about... Uh, uh, John Larroquette, actually, when he did the uh, the narration for that film, Toby Toby Hooper paid him in weed.
5: Oh, <laughs>
0: to to do the narration for TCM, which is great. <laughs> right.
4: Okay, cool. yeah, uh, Adrian and I, I uh, was in for the film Texas Chainsaw Massacre, was it in Austin? Texas? They filmed.
3: I believe it was like outside of it wasn't awesome. Like really far away in Texas, I can't remember where, but it's like they have like uh like a truck that was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and they have like a stand like the bench with the black on it and a little gift shop. <laughs> it's all
4: Texas Chainsaw Massacre memorabilia Yeah, yep.
0: And actually, uh, go back uh, if the if the listeners will go back through the archives and listen to the uh, John McEntee, uh episode from Incantation. Uh, he tells a story about how he was married at the gas station in TCM.
5: Oh,
3: oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> <Heck>. <laughs> Goals, you know?
0: Hell yeah, and and honestly for me, uh, to answer that same question, because I like to do that too, uh, if I could pick any movie that a song of mine would be in, I would pick the cantina scene in Star Wars Episode 4 because <laughs> yeah. everybody remembers that scene
3: is that the scene where they're like doo, 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 doo. Yep,
0: that's exactly right <laughs>
3: oh, hell yeah <laughs> the rules uh,
0: what do you think is a major misconception that quote regular people have a, uh, about being a musician
3: Um. so like one thing I would say I mean I guess this kind of follows along with that question is I know a lot of the people like if they think you're like a musician that automatically means you're like a rock star and you're like famous or something yeah. i know that sounds weird but like i'll have i'll like tell people at work i'm just like yeah i play in a band whatever because they'll be like oh blah blah and they're like yeah yeah my band they'll be like whoa you're a rock star you're gonna make it big someday you're gonna be like and i was like whoa what we are rock i mean we are rock stars <laughs> duh. we are gonna make it big someday but you know it's like I don't know. A lot of people will be like, "Oh, like you're a musician, so you're obviously gonna like be like I don't know, like rich and." But then you famous. see it on the
4: opposite end of the spectrum, where people like who maybe have been musicians in the past or seeing bands and stuff are like, "Oh, well, you're in- so obviously you don't do
3: anything. You're
4: probably poor, and you're, yeah, gonna, like, yeah, you're like, never that's, gonna
3: go anywhere. That's all you know? your life is revolved around. Which it, I mean, kind of our band is, but you know, <laughs> but it's a it's a side part of our our lives, you know." Definitely. I think on the note of,
4: you know, um, that also one of the aspects of that, um, Adrian and I identifying as females, it really sucks because a lot of the times males, um, whenever they talk to us, they assume that we don't know how to play our instruments or things like that. Um, We get that a lot. So, you know, always like, oh, you play guitar. Well, this and
3: that and you know they haven't even seen me play or heard my
5: stuff
0: so yeah there's a little
5: bit of misogyny for sure yeah and fuck that yeah
0: for real because there are women uh instrumentalists out there and that would completely blow me the fuck away (laughs) like i can't i i feel like i'm the guy who just gets by Playing playing music, where some people that I've seen are just like, "Holy shit!"
3: <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, so with a show, you know, uh, do you eat before you go on stage? <laughs> wow, actually, that's a really good.
3: <laughs> I like. I actually do really like that question.
5: Yes, it's like, well, Nat doesn't. I will puke. And it's happened before. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. a classic. You should,
0: you should work that into yeah, the stage you know, show.
3: When we played in Miami, it was like, man, we were like all like super nervous because it was like, this is gonna. We knew the show was gonna like be awesome. Like, had a bunch of homies at the show, and we, you know, yeah, and we, you know, Miami's great and everything. But anyway, so we were like all nervous, and that had not eaten anything. Well, anything. I a, we
5: all made a bunch of snacks. And Just I loved snacks. snacks, and I was pretty stoned. And then I was, uh, when I was on stage, uh, after our first song, like, I belted it all out, really playing the drums now. <laughs> and then after this song, I was like, fuck, I gotta puke. And my puke filled up my mouth, and then I looked around, and I'm like, that line for the bathroom looks long. So I looked for something to puke in, and I found my sock. So I puked in the sock.
3: Oh. <laughs> I, I, it, it's so funny because you know I'm like <laughs> you know we're like in between like it's like after one of our song ends and I just like look over and I see Matt and they're like kind of just looks like they're almost like drinking a <laughs> bottle of water so I was like
5: okay <laughs> getting hydrated sick okay, you yeah, know or not, you can yeah and then,
3: and then I'm like okay but then like then I, I didn't even think anything happened but I heard people like like whispering. So I was like what are you whispering about like <laughs> and then later on it's like Okay. I see, and then everyone was like, you Nat!"
5: like
0: <laughs> me on. Oh my God. To to <laughs> <laughs> but
3: it's like, we, but also point being, it's like, we do, I mean, uh, me, Adrian and Gabby, we do have to eat. I feel like we get like low blood sugar if we don't like, eat. I do like to have, at least like a light meal, maybe a salad, sugary snacks. Sugar snacks, some soda, some candy and stuff like that. We'll do that before we play the show. Cause if I'm like starving, I'm going to probably like pass out on stage. So that's for us at least, you know, we do have to have something
0: in our stomach.
3: Cause you know, also like being nervous is like a thing when you're playing a big show, you know, yeah. for
5: sure.
0: Definitely. No, I can totally relate to the, you know, like possibly the, like the blood sugar issues and, and needing to be, You know, I think it's just as well as being like well hydrated before you play because the worst thing in the world is fucking sucking in hair and and already having a dry mouth. (laughs) So yeah, And and if you if you go like because it can be you know you we all see bands out there who are extremely physical on stage. They they go crazy. They headbang. They they're all over the stage. I'm one of them and not having enough, you know, caloric intake for to build that energy up because you expel just so much on stage. Right, you
5: for sure. To stay hydrated
0: or you'll get dehydrated. Yeah. Oh yes. And for the record, I am going to say this. That is my new favorite story on this on this show. Uh my my previous favorite story was uh demolition man Tony Dolan from Venom Inc. telling me about how he inadvertently stole a Castle Gray skull in nineteen eighty-two, uh because I'm a huge Masters of the Universe fan, but now puking in a sock takes the top chart.
5: And easy being sleazy. You gotta
3: <laughs> I mean, after everybody told me what had happened, because I didn't know, you know, <laughs> after I was like, whoa, Nat handled that like a damn pro. Rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> skip, skip a, beat. Death, skip oh, a damn beat. You know, that's why we love Nat, because it's like, just like anything happens, they just like roll with it. Like, they don't, they don't like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed, you know, Did just I like, okay, that happened. No, let's go, you know, which I mean, that's what you're supposed to do as musicians. You can't just be like, oh, shit, I fucked up, like, you know. Yeah,
5: that was sweet. Thank you. <laughs> we love you, <laughs>
0: I mean, Nat, you know. <laughs> um, what band you think should have a much larger following than they do. Oh
5: shit.
3: Uh <laughs> we have to name drop? Uh, uh, um, sure. Will we say are we saying any type of genre or just the genre we're in or any No, any
0: ones? any band that you want. If you think Metallica needs a bigger following, you can say them. I mean.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean we love Metallica, but um I would say oh man you guys like what would y'all I don't even know um huh (laughs) I need a minute for that one yeah for sure for like maybe like an I don't know if we should plug like a newer band maybe sure like is there any that we've played with or that oh what was that one band we played yeah Yeah. oh oh, yeah (laughs) Yeah, they roll. Okay, it's so like there's, like like two, there's like two there's like two bands Jersey. I'm gonna name drop actually. <laughs> They're actually both Jersey bands. Well, one's like some of the members are Jersey, but um that band Santificado. <laughs> uh homies from, from North Jersey. Uh we played with them in, in uh Trenton uh last year and very cool, very cool people. Uh and we definitely made friends with them afterwards and they played a really good set. Their music's super cool. Um, the other band I would like to name drop is Contusion, which they're a death metal band. Um, my partner sings in the band and they're like they're just like really good, like fucking like they just death metal, like good, raw death metal. So I would say them. But yeah, I think that's <laughs> it, right?
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So I have one more question, but before we get into it, let's say there are always links listed in the description below. So please give a like, a share, and a follow. You know, go buy band uh go buy the stuff on bandcamp. When you see their their name come up for a live show, go fucking see this band because they completely kick ass. Do you all have any shout outs you would like to give today?
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're all just like what yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: shout like I guess it doesn't matter if it's
3: like a, a band
4: or it could an
0: be art. anybody you want
3: that yeah. okay <laughs> We'll just shout out all our like partners no <laughs> um well, I guess like could we plug like our stuff? of course. Uh, okay uh, so, like, so like yeah yeah for sure I'm like oh no I'm I, I put it on the spot here. this so, um, the,
0: you're the spotlight of this episode so of course yeah, plug your uh, stuff.
3: So, like, I do want to plug our Instagram because that's kind of where we do a lot of, like, our marketing and stuff like that. It's just, like, unholy.altar. And if you all want to follow us, that'd be sick. Uh, We have a demo on that. It's like a digital demo on Bandcamp. Um, The link for our Bandcamp is on our Instagram page. Um, We do actually have merch for sale, but you just have to order it through our Instagram page. We're just doing it through Instagram right now. And then we are going to be coming out with new shirts uh, when we do our little mini tour and probably some new merch and stuff like that, yeah,
0: hell yeah. So, final question <laughs> of the day is: Do you ever struggle with self doubt about your music career or abilities? And if you do,
5: <laughs>
0: how, how do you overcome to keep going?
5: Um.
4: Well, it's like: Do we each want to answer this? Because I feel like. Uh, yeah, a different aspect because for me um, I do sometimes struggle with you know oh am I a good guitarist or oh am I playing the best way I can and then just like in music in general I just want to sound good I think every musician struggles with that and I mean to this day people could tell me that i an amazing band and stuff like that but you still have your doubts but I think you know listening to my stuff if I was like an outsider I'm like oh
5: yeah
3: and riffs. <laughs> also, Gabby's like come a really long way because it's like from pa- playing like punk riffs to like metal. Like, yeah, riffs. it's, it's a whole like tr- Gabby has the
5: riffs. Too. She got the
3: riffs, and it's like, For damn, it's like it's it's playing black metal is very like specific, and you really gotta know your shit. Like, you gotta be good, you know. Yeah. So it's like she's come a long way. I feel like she's like really, really at the point where. Everything she's putting out now, I'm like, yo, this sounds like amazing. Yeah, yeah.
5: everyone that's been eavesdropping too, like on our practices, because we practice in basements and yeah, know, they also say, like, but... hey, yo, them riffs that Gabby's bringing. Yeah, yeah, <People's> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um,
3: I guess for me, uh, just like singing in the band, I mean i do like sometimes like get nervous like am i doing everything to my full potential like i always want to make sure i have a really good stage presence uh that's really important to me i mean of course like sometimes you get on stage and you're like not like feeling it or something but for the most part i try to give the people like what they want to see i feel like when you're seeing a band live you want to see entertainment you're there to see a show you're not there to just like you know just do whatever just stand there and be like oh, okay that's cool so it's like, I don't know. I just always try to live up to my full potential. I try to be, like, as active as I can on stage. And I try to make sure I'm always working on getting my vocals up to par so I can sound good live and mm-hmm. sound good for recording. Then, I mean, so far, so good, you know? Yeah, what about you, Nat? Uh, what
5: was I going to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Well, I feel like it's natural to, like, sometimes have thoughts of, like, self-doubt. And I do have that. And while well, I try to overcome it, just because I want to be the best musician possible. But I do not have any doubt, like, about this band. i we all there, like... Yeah. Everything... But I, we all love this band I so much. <laughs> this is our fucking baby. <laughs> yeah.
4: The thing that I, like, like the most is that, you know, we don't just get compliments on the band, but even friends and just, like, random individuals that have gone to our shows and stuff, they always mention us individually as good musicians. You know, yeah. I hear all the time, oh, Adrian's vocals are... You know, my guitarist or then Nat, like, you know, amazing drummer. So I love that.
3: We put a lot of effort into this band,
5: too. Yeah, we
3: put a lot into this band. So even if it's not everybody's cup of tea, because not everybody likes black metal, you know, I get that. It's a neat genre. It's just like we we put a lot of work into it. It's like our baby, you know,
4: at least people can see that the work we put in um if above anything even if they don't like the genre then that's
3: great to me yeah, yeah. even if they're just supportive as us as human beings you know yeah. that's awesome yeah. you know we yeah. as musicians that's like that's all we need you know and i love
5: our music and if you love our music too then hell yeah buy our record <laughs> 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 yep. Come our shows. Yeah. yeah, come to our shows. That's like the real deal.
3: I know for real. I'm like, can I, can I exit my body and watch myself? Yeah, we we'll Project to see our band play. because I would love if I wasn't in the band, I'd be like obsessed number one fan. You know? Right.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you all so much for coming onto the Metal Forge this week. This has been a blast. Uh, lots of laughs. Great fun. On our way out from the demo, what would you like to play today?
3: Uh, I feel like everybody really likes Pestilence. So it's like, I feel like that's the song, if anything, that's the one that's That's going to hit the mark, you know?
0: Awesome. So from Unholy Altar, this is Pestilence.
5: Hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah.
0: What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune in to my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road in New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only. So give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this soul grinder zine an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground available in both print and digital formats they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today not only do they do the zine but they also do compilation cds check them out at facebook.com/soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now bigcartel.com